Sky Sports Radio, combined with Harness Racing New South Wales, brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning, welcome to On The Pace with Michael Guerin to talk all things harness racing as we have, well, the end of one cup week in Melbourne. It actually collides with another couple of cups. There was one yesterday. It wasn't a big cup, but it was a big day at Cowra. They had the Lachlan Valley Cup. We'll discuss that shortly. It's also Cups Week in New Zealand, and it's quite a big one because the $750,000 New Zealand Trotting Cup, which is actually for paces, is on tomorrow, and there is a New South Wales second favourite in Swayze, and he can absolutely win a rarity, a New South Wales winning chance in New Zealand's most prestigious race on what's actually New Zealand's biggest race day. So bizarrely, some of you probably don't know, but New Zealand's biggest race day is a harness racing day at Addington tomorrow. They used to get 20,000 to it. They've had to restrict it to 15. That will make up part of today's show, talking to New South Wales trainer Jack Trainall, who is on the ground in Christchurch, and also Mark Purden, who trains the favourite for the race, Akuta. But we had a really cool thing happening yesterday at Cowra. The Carnival of Cups is going to be huge for provincial New South Wales this summer. We have five major race days and a huge bonus if any horse can win all of the cups involved. The horse who's in play for that now is Pars Guarantee. He's trained by Jared Elchin. He's driven by Cameron Hart. Very shortly, we're going to catch the last 500 metres of the big day there yesterday. But as we welcome Jared to the show, Jared, I saw the, the vision on TV. It looks like Harness Racing New South Wales got this one right. It looked a hell of a big day at Cowra, and congratulations on winning the Cup. Yeah, thanks, Mick. Um, no, it was a good day. Um, I wasn't there for the whole day, obviously, because I was in the last race. But um, there was plenty of cars and uh, parked out the front, and the cars were parked right up the street. So um, when I went up there to have a look, it was packed. There was people everywhere, and, um, yeah, everyone looked like they were enjoying themselves. So I think they've got this right. Tell us about Pa's guarantee because he absolutely smashed them. He won by 22 metres, Cameron Hart in the sulky. And I know he's a newcomer to your team from Victoria. So did he give you that feel straight away that he had that type of motor? Yeah, the first time I um, worked him, he raced at Melton a few days before I got him. And um, we give him a couple of easy days. And the first day I put a saddle on him, I really liked him. He just give you a real good feel. And he, he's a real cool dude. He's, he's a big, loafy um, fella and nothing worries him. He's just a beautiful, big horse. And, um, yeah, we sort of just poked him around a couple of times. And then I give him a hit out just before his first start for me. And um, he did. He, he felt like a bit different to the others. And... Um, just that first start, I give him that Menangle. He went terrific. I think he ran home in 25.8. And we just didn't want to knock him about that day because I had that Carnival of Cup race in mind. So I didn't want to be doing anything stupid on him. So we just sat him in and um, he hit the line so strong that day. And um, yeah, he just, his work since then improved. And um, I, I did give him a huge hope yesterday. 
He's no stranger to decent races or even cup racing. He's won a Bort Cup. He's won a Uchuka Cup. Uh, he's even raced in the Mildura Cup or Mildura Cup heat. Was the idea of him coming up to New South Wales from owner Sue Ellen Thompson to target this carnival of cups? No, it was probably more just a, a bit of a fluke, really, that they were on at the same time. And they just thought, because he's such a big horse, and, um, that the Menangle track would really suit him. But um, having looked at his form and seen that he'd won around them small tracks as well, um, that I soon targeted that race at Cowra. I think we've got the last closing stages of the big cup from the yesterday. It's actually called the Lachlan Valley Cup. Let's go back to the start of the Carnival of Cups for 2023-24 and then find out a bit more from Jared Elchin. No, we don't. Our apologies, we have a slight... OK, actually, we do have it. The Lachlan Valley Cup from Cowrie yesterday. Guarantees taken off. It's in front by 15 metres. In second spot at the moment is Typo. Running on from a long way back is Phase of Glory. It's now starting to wilt and getting around it, Mac Da Vinci. But the leader's off and gone. If you're on this leader, Pars Guarantee, you can get in the queue. It's got a 20 metre advantage as they straighten up. Back in second spot is Typo. Down the outside, Mac Da Vinci. And then came Firestorm Red coming on nicely. But an easy one in the final to Pars Guarantee. Second will go to Typo. Third, Mac Da Vinci. I think Firestorm Red may have got Arden's ace. So, trainer Jared Elchin, you've beaten two very good Menangle free-for-all type horses in Typo and Mark Da Vinci. The question now bodes, do you try to win more of these country cups and get involved in the bonus? Or is he a horse who starts going back to Menangle and spend his Saturday nights there? Um, it's a decision that the owners have got to make today because after the race, they're sort of he's a bit keen to want to take him to Perth to the Nugget. Um, seeing as though I'm going over anyway with my ultimate Ronnie, he, the owner was a bit keen to maybe um, go over there, but he didn't obviously know about the lucrative bonus system attached to that race, so. Um, after I explained it to him, he said he was going to sit down and have a think today, him and his wife, and, um, yeah, get back to me this afternoon. I, if it was me, I'd probably be leaning towards staying here for the bonus system, um, just because um, he's still fairly low in the ratings, so he should draw good in a couple of these other races, um, which on these smaller tracks is a big advantage. So we'll have a sit down tonight, because if he is going to go to Perth, he'll have to sort of get organised and get over there this next week. So, yeah, they're the two options at the present. Talk to us about Perth. You're heading there with my ultimate Ronnie, who's a Breeders' Challenge winner and obviously a very serious horse. He's been in serious races. How do you think he'll go around Gloucester Park? Because some horses love it and some eastern seaboard horses hate it. Oh, I think he'll love the track. He's, he held the track record at um, Penrith there for a while. Um, as a two-year-old, I think he went 54 flat or something around Penrith as a two-year-old, and he's probably won four or five races at Penrith. Um, yeah, he really likes them smaller tracks, so I think that'll that'll actually that was one of the reasons why we targeted that race because of the size of the track. I'm not saying that Par's guarantee is not going to be a good Menangle horse because I think he may well be, but it must be 
great for trainers who have horses like him, like yourself, that you have these options. Cowra is obviously a very different type of racing to Menangle, which doesn't suit all horses. I think the Carnival of Cups is going to tick some boxes for horses who maybe, Jared, sometimes get tired of the really hard racing at Menangle every week. Yeah, definitely. No, not Menangle doesn't suit every every horse. You know, it's, um, it's a unique track, and um, although a lot of horses soon adapt to it, um, there is the odd horse that are better on the smaller, smaller um, circumference. So, um, yeah, he's a pretty versatile horse. I don't think, like, he raced good at Menangle here the other day. I don't think that'll worry him too much. I just think he's such a cruisy big horse. He, he just takes everything in his stride. All right, Jared, um, we see the Elchin name around a lot these days between you and Ricky and his good two-year-old and your outstanding record with young horses. How many horses do you have in work? Because your strike rate seems to be enviable. Um, we've got, at the moment, we've got about 25 there at the moment. So we've got a fair few babies coming through. Probably, at the moment, half our team's probably babies um, getting ready for the next year's two-year-old season. Um, we've got big numbers of babies this year, so um, when I get back from Perth, the number will probably increase a little bit. But um, yeah, we just around that twenty-five to thirty is just a real good number for us. You mentioned the babies. Uh, obviously, they have an extended season with a sort of mini break in the middle. Would these be horses that, if they're up and quick enough, you would target Bathurst in the Gold Crown Carnival? We have got a couple this year. You, as a rule, we generally don't target Bathurst. Um, we don't like to push our babies early, but this year we've got a fair few New Zealand-bred babies that actually aren't staked for any other races except Bathurst. They're staked for the New Zealand size stakes races and that, but um, they'd have to be exceptional to go over there and take on the lots of mark and that. So um, if, if they're up and going, we'll target them to Bathurst. Um, we won't push them. They'll tell us if they're ready. If they're ready and they're going, we'll target Bathurst if they need time they'll go back to the paddock but we have got a bunch going to Bathurst this year which is unusual for us. Uh, you mentioned a really interesting uh, adventure heading to New Zealand to take on Mark Purden and the locals. Uh, we've got Jason Grimson and Cameron Hart doing that tomorrow with Swayze. I know you're a pretty good form student who thinks deeply about the game. What do you make of Swayze versus Akuta? in that New Zealand Cup tomorrow? And, and do you think it's going to garner a lot of interest in the harness racing community in Australia? Yeah, I definitely do. I think um, the barrier draws made it very interesting and I think the start will be crucial um, with Swayze not um, having any stand start races um, that could play into a Cooter's hands. But in saying that, um, he's such a cruisy horse Swayze and nothing seems to worry him and he's just a great stayer like he just you watch him work here on Menangle he just doesn't get tired he, he the distance he'll love the distance um I, I don't think that'll be an issue with him and it just I think the start's just so crucial what happens at the start I don't think Swayze has to lead to win by any means but I do think he needs to keep in front of a kudu. Yep, I see it exactly the same way. Mate, congratulations on winning the Lachlan Valley Cup, which is not a sentence I thought I'd ever say to anybody before, but a hell of a good race, 60 grand, and you've got a good horse on your hands. Good luck also, mate, for the trip coming up in Perth for the Golden Nugget. Thanks, Jared.
No worries. Thanks a lot, Nick. Jared Elchin, really good trainer, really smart young trainer, and well done to the club at Cowra yesterday. They had Daryl Braithwaite there. You know what song he was singing. The crowd absolutely loved it. That carnival of cups, if you need to know more, get on to HRN, uh, HR New South Wales or HRNSW or go to harness.org.au, get through to their website, and you can find out more about the carnival of cups. But it was an absolute beauty yesterday. I had a little bit of FOMO, but there's a lot of racing going on, so you can't be everywhere. If you do end up in one of the Carnival or Cup regions, uh, it's not just a race day. It's a bit of a party, and it looked like a decent old party yesterday. I'll tell you where there's a party tomorrow at Addington, and it's a big party because we do have Australia versus New Zealand, and harness racing people are parochial. They love a bit of that. One man with a foot in both camps is Jack Trainer. Lives an Aussie these days, Kiwi boy. Jack, it must be nice to be kinder back home in Christchurch. And uh, there's not many things like Cup Week in Christchurch because it's not a big city and it gets completely taken over by tomorrow and the race days heading through to the Gallops on Saturday. Yeah, that's right. Good morning, Mick. Um, it's good to be back in Christchurch. Just actually just wandering the streets at the moment. And it's... Uh, Actually, uh, hardly recognise the place. It's come along that hard since the earthquake, so it looks nice and busy. And um, looks like the weather's there for tomorrow, so it should be a good day. It's um, it's a very sad story, of course. There was the killer earthquake. 178 people died on February the 22nd, 2011. And Jack, for a long time, Christchurch's CBD was eerie. There was just fallen down buildings and and holes everywhere. It was quite horrible. They've actually done an amazing job rebuilding it. There's a lot of very modern buildings, not too many tall ones, but, yeah, there, there's definitely a vibrancy down there. Yeah, that's right, Nick. Obviously, um, the earthquake, it just happened about a year before I turned 18, so I wasn't able to get out and about in the nightlife in Christchurch, so I didn't know what it was like before. But, um, yeah, as I said before, at the moment, there's so many nice new places popping up and everything's so modern and... Um, yeah, like I said, even from when I was here a couple of years ago, there's that much going on, and I think they're doing a great job. So, yeah, it could be a place to be. Let's talk about tomorrow. Um, you're good friends with Jason Grimson and, of course, with Cam Hart. They train and drive Swayze. But you're also smart enough to know that a cooter and a couple of the other New Zealanders aren't just going to get out of their way. You've driven Swayze, and he went super when you drove him two starts ago. As sort of unbiasedly as you can tell our listeners, Jack, what do you make of him versus Akuta tomorrow? Yeah, it's, it's going to be a great race. Um, as you said, I was lucky enough to get the drive on him a couple of starts ago. And to be honest, Nick, I've, I mean, I've never driven a horse so strong and so powerful. We just felt like he had absolutely no bottom. Um, you know, I think he was only a couple of points of a second away from a world record at Menangle that night, and he'd done it with ease, so... Uh, as you said, it's hard to dismiss Akuda. He's got the legendary trainer, Mark Purden, um, you know, who you just always has it right on these big days. Obviously, he looks awfully hard to beat. And I, I think it is a race in two. And it probably comes down to who gets to the front or to the chair first and who can stay in front of one another, I'd imagine. But, um, you know, it's great for the race, too. If Swayze hadn't have come, you'd probably think that Akuda would be nearly a $1.30, $1.40 favourite where... With this Aussie interest, it's probably made made the race, and and it's going to make the race for others too. Because 
there's no doubt that Cam and Jason will be making them earn it. Well, Jason's job will be done by about Sydney time, 10 past three tomorrow. The race goes at 20 past three Sydney and New South Wales time. Cam's job won't be. Um, it's a big task. I can tell Cam's excited about it, but you know him pretty well. I don't imagine it's going to overroar him. He never seems to be a person who raises his voice, moves very quickly, or gets too carried away about anything. No, he'll definitely never die stress, old Cam Hart. No, that's for sure. He's a cool customer, and um, you know that's probably what makes him such a good driver, even on the big days. He just takes it all in his stride, and um, you know he's driving in really good form, especially the last couple of six weeks to two months. He's he's probably driving in Caribbean form too, which is always good coming into a big carnival. So uh, yeah, I can't imagine his heart rate will be up too much, Cam, and I'm sure he'll get the job done or, or give Swayze every chance. Okay, we try to go back a bit. I know it's tough not to be biased and parochial when you've got mates that close to and the potential for an awfully big Tuesday night. What do you think's going to happen for our listeners? Because you know the form, you've driven this horse, but you've also had a lot of experience at looking up close at what Mark Purden does, and he may well be the greatest harness trainer we've ever had in this part of the world. So for the punters listening to this on Sky Sport Radio, Jack, who do you think will win the IRT New Zealand Cup tomorrow at 20 past three? Yeah, uh, all biased aside, friendships and everything aside, I, I still do think that Swayze's good enough to win the race. Um, I think he's going to have to do, be at his absolute best, but I just think as long as he gets a clean getaway and um, you know he can get himself to either the front or the chair at any stage of the race, which is obviously plenty of time to do, I, I just I don't think anyone's seen the bottom of this horse yet. And um, yeah, the feel he gave me two runs ago, I, I honestly think he can win. Mate, it's also a great day to, to go shopping for talent. There's some wonderful two-year-olds there, three-year-olds. Um, it's a very deep day. Is it a day where you're sort of half looking at horses and maybe not the winners? They don't tend to be for sale, but do you see the occasional sixth or seventh back in the field and think to yourself, hmm, I wouldn't mind taking that across? I wasn't I wasn't sure what talent you were talking about there for a minute, Mitch, so... Um, <laughs> no... Generally Let's stick to the days. horses. <laughs> Generally, cut day is not a day that I'm too interested in the horses, so um, it's, it's more of a social event. But maybe on the way home a week later, I might be able to go through the replays and um, see if something catches the eye. But it's just a great social event and obviously great racing and a great chance to catch up with family and friends, but try to leave the, the business side of things out, of it, at, least for, at least to Wednesday or Thursday anyway. Did you take the driving bag across at all? No, I left it at home. Um, I did joke to Cam Hart that there's plenty of holes in the track at Cowra yesterday and he wouldn't want to be late, miss his flight or, or uh, be a bit off. So, uh, no, that, that's staying at home. Just going to enjoy the week as a spectator. Mate, it's uh, great to get an unbiased opinion on it and from someone who drove Swayze two starts ago. But enjoy the day. Enjoy the week. It's, um, it's a very special week. I'll tell you what, I thought... The Eureka got a little bit close to that atmosphere, but I think there's, I don't know, there's something unusual about this day, more like the Melbourne Cup on a very small scale, um, Jack. I'm not sure how you would possibly replicate it in Australia, and I'm not even sure you could replicate it anywhere else in New Zealand, and I don't entirely know what works the way it does, but 
have you ever experienced anything like that? Because the Infinite Dominions and the Miracle Mile and the Eureka are big, but this is this just feels bigger, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Uh, I don't know why it, it just doesn't seem to work out like that in Australia. Mick, I, I don't know if it's like those races that you just listed, the location of the track, you know, Menangle's 40 minutes out of Sydney, our main city, where Addington's only 10 minutes out of the CBD in Christchurch, but I think it sort of, if you go to a Randwick or a Rose Hill, it's definitely very similar uh, sort of atmospheres. So I think the Gallup's probably doing it right, but once again, their location's right in town, close to the universities and, and all the younger people. So that could have something to do with it. Well, mate, you have a good time. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, yeah, try not to do too much damage to yourself, and we'll, we'll hopefully talk to you again in a couple of weeks if you survive. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, mate. Jack Trainer, who, uh, who who is a Kiwi, he lived in New Zealand for a long time. Of course, he um, now lives in Australia, and he drove Swayze. So that race is at twenty past three Sydney time tomorrow. We're going to try and get hold of Mark Purden, um, because he trains a Cooter. As you can imagine, everybody on earth is hassling Mark today, or everybody who does what we do for a job is hassling Mark. Let's just get the latest markets from the tab. I'm just checking if we've got Mark with us now. We we have got him with us now. Um, he's won, believe it or not, he's trained eight New Zealand Cup winners, Mark Purden. He's driven six. Ricky May's actually driven seven, but Ricky's a bit older than Mark. Um, Mark, thank you for joining us on Sky Sport Radio. We know you're busy, mate. Um, it must be a day you, you tremendously enjoy tomorrow because it's been such a huge part of your life. It has, Mick, and even today, it's still, you still get the same buzz out of attending, um, you know, Cup Day in New Zealand. It's a great crowd and great atmosphere and that's, you know, every professional trainer's sort of dream to win a New Zealand Cup. Akuta is in rear form. He looks a little bit like Lazarus Light, and that's meant as an enormous compliment to the horse because Lazarus, your horse, won two cups and probably could have won four if he had stayed in New Zealand. Is he exactly, Mark, Akuta, where he needs to be tomorrow for taking on Swayze? Yes, well, I don't don't know how good Swayze is. I know he's very good, but uh, this horse, is, as far as his preparation has gone, it's been faultless, and I think he's going into the race as good as any other cup runner I've had going into the race. He's, he's very, very well. You're drawing the second line. He doesn't tend to be awfully quick away, but then again, you can't run over top of horses, so I suppose that's not as big a factor. A lot of people are saying the same thing, Mark. It's important for you and or Cam to get in front of each other. Do you think it's important? Uh, well, I'd certainly like it to pan out that way. <laughs> uh, and I think, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, we're going to be the two major players. And I think the one that has that advantage and gets that nice run early, it, it could probably be the, um, you know, the deciding factor in the end. So, uh you know, I know if Cam got away and got a nice run through, he'd be heading for the front, and I couldn't imagine anything there that would be, uh, you know, be wanting to park him. So uh, it would probably be there, and then probably the same for Akuda. How good is Akuda? Because he did something as a two-year-old. He won. He came from last to win a harness jewels sprint race by ten lengths, and ever since then he's been rated a freak, and he's done some freakish things. Mark, to me this spring he looks like he's finally growing up and he's like a big man of a horse now rather than a boy. So how good is he? 
Yes, well, I think he, after the Auckland Cup, he spelled, and, and, you know, he was good in winning the Auckland Cup, but right through his preparation, you could just tell that from that break, he's actually gone to another level, Mick, and, and uh, you know, his uh, four runs on on this preparation, you know, the three wins in a second, but particularly his last two wins have been, you know, he's really cemented himself as he's the best horse in New Zealand. Would there be a chance our friends listening to this in New South Wales, people who go to the Miracle Mile, do, do you think they'll get to see him, Mark? Do you have any aspirations to take him to Australia in the next six months? Uh, haven't really given it a lot of thought. We normally do that after the Cup week, but uh, look, oh, I'm just as happy to, to stay at home now, Nick, but uh, I might be getting a little old, but <laughs> certainly uh, we'll see what plays out after Cup week. Let's talk about tomorrow. You have a very special filly called Melwood Nike in what's called the Neverly Art Fillies Final. This is race seven for our Australian listeners. It's just after one o'clock, so just after one o'clock, race seven. Um, Millwood Nike, Mark, is unbeaten in 15, but man, she faces a big task tomorrow. Does her racing style of being able to go to the chair and not use excess energy does that aid her in trying to overcome that? Certainly, if it works out, she can she can get there without doing too much work. Make sure she'll still be the hardest to beat. But you know, I can see a lot of traffic, a lot of traffic problems. You know, just doing the form. But uh, yeah, just hope um, pick the right option and, and um, it works out that she can. You know, she's going to have to be on the, the forward move pretty early in the race, I think, because uh, those better fillies are going to be there taking advantage of good positions and uh, I wouldn't like to be giving them too much start once you get inside that final 800 metres. So, yeah, hopefully, um, you know, we can work forward and, and not take, you know, not burn too much gas in doing so. Another couple of key races, the two-year-old size stakes final was race nine. This is at 12 minutes past two. New South Wales time. You've got four on the race, Mark. You're driving We Walk by Faith, but Chase a Dream has been really good, and so has Vesem. Can you give our punters a lean either way if they decide to have a responsible bet in the ninth tomorrow? Yeah, look, I'm happy with Vesem. He trialled good at the Cup trials, and you know, I think Blair will go forward on him and, and take a handy spot. And you know, I think gauging by his trial, I'd probably disappointed if he didn't run in three um, I think Chase of Dream is the best best one but he's he's going to have traffic problems too and you know he's going to need to be the best to overcome that um, he's out wide on the second row and there's nothing in front of him so uh, you know, he's going to be a long way back at, at the early part of the race and you know as I say he's going to need to be the best to overcome that draw You've got a very good three-year-old, Mark. Don't stop dreaming. And he's up against your brother, Barry's very good three-year-old, Merlin. That's a beauty. Um, it's not a three-year-old race. It's an actually taking on the older horses race. This is race five. Um, it's an early start tomorrow, so that race will be up about um, just before midday. What do you make of Merlin versus Don't Stop Dreaming from those tricky draws? One seems to be a supreme stayer. Merlin seems to be very quick. Hmm. Yeah, probably, you probably summed it up exactly. Like, oh, look, don't stop dreaming. He's very good. I, you know, I think he'll be the hardest to beat. Um, 
and despite Merlin drawing inside him. But uh, I've got a lot of respect for the horse, and uh, he's very good, and, and he's in a good place at the moment. All right, Mark, uh, our punters, those who get the chance to skive away on Tuesday to the pub, or, of course, maybe have a couple of screens over on the computer at work, they might want to have a bet, Mark. What's your best chance of training a winner or two? We'll take whatever you can get tomorrow on Cup Day at Addington, please, Mark. Uh, I'd, I'd go with Don't Stop Dreaming, Nick. It's my best. Okay. And out of the horses on the second line, Millwood Nike or Akuta, who do you think's more chance of overcoming their second line draw? I think being a staying race two miles, you know, Akuta, Akuta probably. I think uh, the other filly with a sprint race, she'll need a little bit of luck as well. Mate, it's great to have your company. Thank you for joining us uh, on Sky Sport Radio. And we're looking forward to one day seeing the famous blue colours these days shared by your son Nathan back at Meningle. Good, good. Thanks, Frank. That's Mark Purden. Uh, remarkable record. Trained his first New Zealand Cup winner in 1995, so nearly 30 years ago. That was Alva Colo. Uh, he's trained every big race winner you could possibly think of, and some of them all in the same season. So great to have his thoughts, the thoughts of Jack Trainer, who's driven at Swayze. We couldn't get hold of Cameron Hart. He is in the air as we speak, flying to New Zealand. And well done to Jared Elchin and to everybody involved at Cowra yesterday on their wonderful Cup Carnival. That Carnival of Cups will continue. And heaps of information coming up on, uh, on Harness Racing New South Wales media channels. And of course, we'll keep you up to date with that on Sky Sport Radio. If Dave gets a chance tomorrow, he's been a busy boy, Dave. He's been holding punters clubs at the pub and being very popular. If he gets a chance, we might talk to you from on track at Addington tomorrow. I'm not going to say invite myself to the party, but we might get a chance to update you from Addington. All those odds for 12 races. Yep, it's a long old day. 12 races, first race at 10 o'clock in the morning, New South Wales time, with the cup to go at 3.20. All those markets are open now on tab.com.au. For what it's worth, because he has a better standing start experience, uh, Akuta for me over Swayze in the cup, but that could just as easily go the other way. Millwood Nike is going to be one of the interesting horses of the day trying to overcome her huge second-line disadvantage in a sprint race. And if you're having a bet early doors... For those who like to get involved early, in race two, I like Charlie Brown. And in race three, I like Confessional, two horses from informed stables who will be hard to beat. Thanks for the extra time to everybody at Sky Sport Radio today for giving us a bit more on the pacing. We may talk to you tomorrow. Otherwise, Brittany Graham will be back to talk all things harness at 10.30 on Wednesday morning.